There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, 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 yes. That was good. What was that? You and John Williams do a collab. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show. It is August 30th, 2021. Action Jackson, we are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. And let me tell you something. We are chock full of questions here. I don't know what led to the influx, but we are chock full of questions. Yeah. Maybe people heard that instead of emailing Jay, they can just talk to you they can instead. Talk to me. And that now is, the floodgates have opened. That was a uh, a segment on the radio, and I don't really know what caused it, <laughs> but it was really well received. Yeah. And for me, and I'm talking like everyone knows what I'm talking about, last week on the Ryan Kelly Morning After, Iggy I mean, apropos of nothing, yeah, seriously. texted me at seven o'clock. Uh, I was running behind. I wasn't in yet. Uh, no, usually I'm, I'm at my house until around 658. There is the full transparency. <laughs> and now I take the light at Lindbergh and Manchester out of play and go side streeting. So yeah. I've got it at about a three minute commute. Now, the weird thing is I'm up at 530 but this is just what I do. I don't have an explanation for it. It's it's super unhealthy mm. to create, you know, I am creating stress by leaving, you know, late. Mm -hmm. But I do it and I don't know why, but I like to come, I guess maybe I'm not talkative in the morning and I like to come in and not have to have like small talk conversations and the first conversation we all have with each other happens to be on the air pretty much every day. I yeah. don't know what that is. I don't know why that is, but I, anybody go back to Martin Kilcoin who we haven't done a show since 2006 together. That's what it was. I also wouldn't blame anybody in the audience going, Oh, you just sleep until seven and then you come in, but it's just not it. No. There are some days where I'm up at four 30 and I'm kind of like, Oh, nice. I've got two hours where I can just drink coffee and read. Yeah. So anyway, I'm driving to the station at seven o'clock last Wednesday or Thursday and Iggy texts me and says, Hey, since Jay and I started when sports talk radio in St. Louis started in 92. And since you came in 10 years later, uh, maybe it would be fun to do a show where we kind of go through 30 years of St. Louis sports talk radio stories. And I'm like, shit, great idea. Fantastic. And there was plenty that I heard Jay and Iggy talk about that I was not aware of. So I know, therefore, most of the people in the audience weren't aware of. And then what Jackson is referring to, um, Jay started asking me questions about a lot of the TMA radio um, free agency, for lack of a better term, stuff. And what was, well, it was great that, that a lot of people in the audience who don't listen to this podcast, who are not on the fan page, um, on Facebook or who email me, whatever. They're just kind of casual listeners, which I think is the vast majority of the audience. They got to hear this stuff, which allowed me to answer questions. But the thing that I loved about it, that I individually loved is I got to answer the questions that apparently the audience once asked 
but for whatever reason, they ask Jay <laughs> or Iggy, and they don't ask me, even though I say you can email me with anything. I don't know how many times a weekend now, Jackson, but I like it, that I get DMs or emails from people wanting me to connect them with more often than not at this time of year, Seth Goldcamp. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jamie Burkhard, Manganess, Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling. Ryan Kelly. Mm-hmm. But but the most at this time of year is Seth Goldcamp, without question. Yeah. And they'll email me there, which to me, if anything, on the surface would strike me as, but I invite it. But if you didn't know that I invited it, more, I don't know what the right, aggressive, I guess, Invasive. than just going, yeah. hey, you know, I... I know you guys, you know, I just want to make sure the show is going to be around for a long time. And I know your contract's up at the end of the year. Just just curious what's going on. But I never get those. Apparently, Jay Randolph Jr. gets them. Uh-huh. So then Jay was able to ask the questions as a proxy. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> so I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Because some of the questions he asked weren't really questions that were even questions I thought that people would even think about asking. But it allowed me to ask them and then Jay serving kind of as the proxy could ask follow-ups. And I think it allowed us to clear a lot of things up. I've always felt like Jackson, that there are some misconceptions, but when nobody will present the questions or what they think might be the misconceptions are, because if you think it's true, why would you think it's a misconception? Um, then I can't address it. So in this case, it allowed me to, so I loved that. I wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't like a day, like today is the day I'm going to set the record straight. I'm just like, we're going to jack around for three hours like we have forever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, so that was great. So maybe that has led to more of that because I certainly have like a higher number of uh, emails here uh, today for QFTA. You are always welcome to email in T McKernan at InsideSTL.com, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL, anything. Cardinals, college football, Gambling, golf, porn, hot takes on St. Louis, hot takes on politics, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything is welcome. And sometimes I'm surprised at where the, the questions uh, kind of go. Um, but uh, unfortunately, this week, with all the questions we have, um, I don't believe anyway we have any erotic stories. Fuck. Keep getting, keep getting gypped out of them. I just, I don't know... I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. I guess it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Listener's imagination can only go so far. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to happen as much as I want it to happen. And maybe, maybe it's just not happening. Now you have Labor Day weekend coming up. Ooh, yeah. Um, I would imagine there is a percentage of our audience going to the Lake of the Ozarks. That seems like that could be a hotbed for activity. Do you do you patronize often? Uh, Lake of the Ozarks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I went last summer once. Oh, um, it was. Uh, I mean, it's a. You go there, you either buy in or you don't go at all. Like, no, what do you mean buy in? Oh wow, I noticed that this is like the first time I've ever noticed you hesitant on. Well, like, here's the here's the one thing. I'm going to buy you time because I can tell you're in the tank. Thank you. The Lake of the Ozark person who buys in really does not like when somebody makes light of the Lake of the Ozarks. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like if we were to do a Venn diagram, Missouri Tiger football or basketball optimist has a lot of overlap. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, you are a Missouri Tiger basketball optimist. Absolutely. 
but I don't necessarily get the sense. I, I see more on the football side, the overlap, basketball. Yeah, there's, there's, there's only a few. You probably all know each other by name. We're the Missouri <laughs> Tiger basketball optimists. Yeah, we see each She's other. probably in a group text of three. See each other at Harpo's and <laughs> yeah, this, casually this, nod. This, this is the year. It's like another sufferer. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I like the Lake of the Ozarks. It's cool. It just like depends on what you're going for. If you're going for like a relaxing lake weekend, maybe not the best place but if you're looking to go there and get after it yeah it is a really cool place to be and have fun um but you know i think last weekend they had the boat races yep. not necessarily my scene but like i do love biff was sending me that reminds me biff was sending me like <laughs> videos that i'd already like taken so much shit i'm not talking about like white i'm talking about my sleep stuff yeah so yeah. fucking sleep tired. cocktail i got up at like 4 30 on saturday morning yeah um, at a tea time at eight. And I thought my friend would be like, you know, it was a force, but everybody always wants to just gamble. So if there's only three, it kind of fucks up the game. And I'm like, uh -huh. Hey, I was up super early Friday morning. Oh, we had the St. Gabriel tournament in farming. That's right. Wonderful affair. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm like, Hey, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So if you want to get somebody he goes, no, I want you to join in probably because he knows my handicap's too low as you've seen for yeah. what I really am right now. And probably yeah. more like a five, but yeah. my number feast. God, yeah, get me now. <laughs> this is the time to get me. Yeah, it's it's up to a two nine, by the way. In a, in a week, it's gone yeah. up a full point. Yeah, but anyway, it's and it's because I'm playing with you. You do something when I'm on the <laughs> golf course. It's fucking ruining me. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're sitting here. I think I don't think I said it on the podcast, but I'm like, I think I'm gonna be a scratch golfer like within the next couple of months. And yeah. now I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I'm gonna go down again. I feel like I'm on, something's awry. But anyway, digressing. Uh, I'm like, oh, I don't want to miss the tee time, and he's like, no, I want to play. So I got up super early. So I'm lying in on my couch in the basement because that's where I sleep. For those of you who want to come by and, and kill, <laughs> um, the uh, I'm already enjoying my sleep meds and I'm exhausted. I'm on like five hours of the most of bad sleep from the night before. And all of a sudden Biff's texting me and I don't even know what the fuck. Now I think about it. I'm like, what? and I see it now. There's just a button here. You can see it. You can see in my uh, iMessage. Yeah. It's like he's up on stage and I guess there's just like, what are these like? These like bikini contests at the Lake of the Ozarks or something? Demon bikini is what it's. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So, like I said, if you want to buy in, plenty of opportunities to do so. If you kind of want to go there haphazardly and you're not fully committed, you're you're open to to not not doing too great. And it so, just reminds me kind of like when Kenny Powers went to Myrtle Beach. And yeah. Played. Yeah, it's spot on. It's spot on. So I like. I love, I love going to lakes, Lake the Ozarks, not necessarily the place I'd love to be. Um, I like it a little quieter if I'm going to go to the lake, but God bless if you enjoy it. Hope you do. Jackson does not want to draw the ire. I don't. Especially, I, don't. I think, on the Venn diagram of people who absolutely probably dropped dead the moment you said you were going to watch the Lakers and Warriors play in game as opposed to the Blues and Avalanche game one. Yep. There's probably a lot of people who do not want to hear from you that you well, are not supportive of well, Lodo. I, I think they could have maybe ventured the guess, but uh, yeah, the Note fan, the Note hopefuls, and the Lake of the Ozarks people are right there in the same portion of that Venn diagram, so I've already pissed them off. I don't want to, but... But that's, it, it is who you are. It's how the cookie crumbles. I'm just going to be honest. So I don't even know why the fuck I'm talking about this. But as we know, this is Adderall Theater. What do you call it? Uh, the Adderall Sessions. <laughs> the Adderall Sessions, <laughs> which unfortunately somebody already has a podcast Bastards. named after it. They took it right when they heard what yeah, we were talking about. Yeah, and just ripped it, it off. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Adderall Sessions here, QFTA, got all kinds of them. 
I really want erotic stories. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I just feel like, I mean, listen, we're getting questions. Iggy walks by and goes, every week you get a question like somebody want to know if you're all high on St. Louis. It's true. <laughs> and I have to say, I do know that at least on the fan page, we got one of those. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I mean, uh, whatever. I don't. I don't know why anybody really cares about my opinion about anything, but essentially <laughs> that's the podcast. And it's not to say that I know what I'm talking about, but yeah. I will give you my honest opinion. And I appreciate that. I think the audience knows that even if they don't like it, it's honest mm-hmm. um, for better or for worse. Do with it what you want. Our sponsors who make it all possible. The home loan expert.com, Ryan Kelly, studio sponsor, James Carlton of the Carlton state farm insurance agency, Mark Hanna, evergreen wealth strategies, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Munganess, St. Louis, accurate.com, Alton Toyota.com. Uh, the great Jim Rogers of restoration. One of central St. Louis.com. And finally, Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. They all make it possible. And now we are, it's time, man. I look forward to it. There was a time when we do pick six, and I'd be like, oh, we got to do pick six. And I haven't even looked at the fucking games. Now we have pick six presented by Tullamore Dew. And now with Iggy and producer Joe involved, and how clearly the top and the bottom has been established in the sexual session. Yeah. Uh, Iggy is going to poke the beehive. Joe is going to do everything he can to not respond. Yeah. And he's absolutely not going not going to be able to continue to not yeah. respond. Every Wednesday night, I guess, at 6 o'clock. Is that what our deal yeah. is? Yep. Yeah. So 6 o'clock Central, we will record. Now, are you, li- are you live streaming this week? We are. Yeah. What are you using? StreamYard. Oh, wow. Messing around with it. Pretty confident. I just got to troubleshoot the way for friend of the show or active member G unit to be hidden to be well, hidden. You just be off camera. That's why I told, I, I think we're just going to put like a cardboard cutout of yeah, like an just, adult film star each week. We're just going to have him off camera. I just, <laughs> I just hope he knows he can't slip up because we're live. So, I mean, in the whole scheme of things, it's not like he's, you know, that's what I said, but you know, just, Roy I, Blunt, I do the best. <laughs> I do the best. Yeah. You, you, I mean, adhere, eventually you adhere to the request. Yeah, I'm just going to get a voice changer for him, but uh, it's uh, presented by Tullamore do uh, pick six every week. And this is our first one. I got to look at lines. I really, let me tell you something. Now I'm, I'm going to, I would expect I would fail. And by fail, I mean, I'll be under 50% against the spread. That mm-hmm. is my definition. Now, profitability is 55% above. I am going to do it. I appreciate the weatherman, even the wizard, uh, not he doesn't solicit, but the weatherman will send me picks. I know maybe he'll go to the other guys. Cause those guys actually really are actually gambling, but mm-hmm. The wizard could probably give me some insight. I'm going to attempt to pick games, and I'm going to attempt to compete. Um, so I'm going to dig in. Yeah. I'm going to dig in. Could you see the sweetheart teaser making a reappearance come NFL <sighs> season? God. <laughs> Th- that's what I'll wind up betting. I got to tell you, I am so looking forward to DraftKings. Yeah. This this sounds like a spot. It's not. They're not a sponsor. I'd love them to be a sponsor, but they're not, uh, at least as of this moment. And... Um, God, I just love not because I think I have a better idea. I know it hasn't led to success in golf. We had a month burst, uh, and we haven't played for the last month. But I don't. I can't get into the FedEx. I, I watched DeChambeau and yeah, you can't lay, that. but I just I wasn't. I like, can't. I can't lie. It's can't once the majors are over. Yeah, it's tough for me. And I know that they do this whole FedEx Cup to keep try to keep it going. It's smart after. that they end it before football season. Yes. That that was yes. really really that's highly yeah, especially some uh, that ends on a Sunday. So with all of that said, I'm really looking cuz now I have a better idea of how you actually have to do it. Um but I mean, football, even the wizard who is who, you know, I talk about and the the wizard for the record is different than the weatherman. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know. I the football is the toughest thing. So you just got to you just got to you basically pro tip, you got to hit on an offensive shootout 
for like a Jaguars Bengals game when nobody's on anybody in the game. Jaguars I mean, Texans first game of the year. Oh, is it? Yeah, watch oh. out for that one. In the weeds question: Do you make all those rosters on Sunday morning when you know everything? That's the toughest thing about football, and it bring it. You just reminded me of the thing that I don't like about it <laughs> is it's not that I I enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah. but within a half hour of kickoff. <laughs> Unlike golf, where you're kind of like, oh, shit, he double bogeyed, you yeah. know, two of the first three. He still can get back and make the cut and be a factor. It certainly yeah. can happen. Like a Rory McIlroy seems like that's his yeah. move. Uh, in the NFL, if you if you don't have, you know, yeah. like let's say it's, what it was a Jaguars-Texans you're saying? It could be a shootout and you don't have any of that and you're just like, it's 21-14. Yeah. And anybody who has, you know... Who the hell's? I don't even know who the quarterback is for the Texans this year. Is Watson? Or, I, don't, I don't know. I have no they, idea. They got like eight running backs too. <laughs> they have their safety doing <laughs> kickoffs, and you don't have any of that. You're done. Yeah, exactly. unless you know, and you just have to. It's. I just. I. I now have a better understanding of the thought process, and even though I still understand that I'm fishy as fuck. By that I mean shitty at the game as fuck. With that said, I look forward to it. Definitely. And you probably should play 50-50s and not like the millionaire maker. I mean, you're just yeah. so... But with that said, that's what we do. And that's yeah. why the Tam Avenue Capital Partners will be having a cash call here within the next 13 days. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, thehomeloanexpert.com. Maybe I'll do a cash-out refi to fund my <laughs> daily fantasy. I'm sure Ryan Kelly would love that. Thehomeloanexpert.com. Mark Hanna, I wonder what he would advise it. <laughs> thehomeloanexpert.com is where you can go to get pre-approved. It's where you can go to refi. Uh, and I have done all of these things within the last 18 months. And so it is very easy for me to talk about and say, wow, it was really easy. And it is so important to your life too. It is not a, you know, Hey, go get fillers, you know, at the corner of Lindbergh and Clayton. It's, this is actually really is, is helping your life. Um, and it, you know, whether you're buying a home or you're refinancing, Ryan Kelly is the best to do it with, um, the home His staff is phenomenal. The sponsor of our studios here. And if, when we buy a home, uh, we will be doing it with Ryan Kelly, period. And if, when we refinance again, we'll be doing it with Ryan Kelly, period. I have occasion. I think even, I don't know, I don't want to name the name. And I say this over and over again, but I want to drive it home. If I'm vouching for something, I mean it. I just, you know, that's just the way that it is. If I'm reading copy, I don't know. But if I am including first-person anecdotes, I'm not making them. It's like Metabolic Meals, not even a sponsor. But I've been eating Metabolic Meals since 2010. Every Friday, they get shipped to my uh, door. I, you know, So I have friends like, do you really eat those? I'm like, yeah, I love them. I recommend them for real. If you really want to lose weight or you just want to be able to track your macros and your caloric intake, that they're, they're right there on the package for you, and I enjoy them. I, mean, I wouldn't be eating them for shit at this point more than a quarter of my life. Uh, so Metabolic Meals there, but Ryan Kelly also there. And you're talking about Mark Hanna. Now, for full transparency, I've been working with the same financial advisors well before I, uh, Mark Hanna was an advertiser. Mm -hmm. And Mark didn't go, hey, I'll advertise. If you, you know, let me hint, that's not the way Mark is. But I will say this, for also full transparency, I think so highly of Mark and his capacity to, well, what, who he is, take himself out of his own interests and advise that Mark has almost, you know, I think he'd mind me saying it, served as a business advisor over the last few months um and is just outstanding yeah now he is working with you mm -hmm. and he is working with producer joe yeah and i would work with him in a heartbeat and part yeah. of me i don't even i'm sure you can do this is have you know a variety of different people handle your money yeah. maybe i'll start working with mark as well i think that highly of him and if i didn't think it i wouldn't say it and i love when i hear people say they started working with him jackson 
give me about 20 seconds of why you love Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. So in that same exact vein about work, not necessarily working for his own interests, me and him were having a conversation. It was like one that was on the books for him. You know, we were doing our thing, mm -hmm. calling, talking it over. And uh, I was, he, was, he just had an he goes, hey, you doing anything with like charity? And in my mind, I just thought, well, I'm talking to a financial advisor. I was like, oh, like for tax breaks and stuff like that. He goes, no, I don't care about that. I was like, do you work with charity? Because it's like a good thing to do. How about that? I was like, yeah, I should start. Like, I, I want to start working with more stuff. I've done stuff in the past, but I want to start picking something. He's like, yeah, like, what would your idea be? Like, if you could work with some ideal, an ideal charity. And that's what we talked about for like 10 minutes, just because he's that good a person where it's like, no, this has nothing to do with your money, but I, I think it'll be good for you to start working with the less fortunate. I said, yeah, I agree. How about that? And it's just like, I was like, man, this is like a, a world, like literally that has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but it's like so perfect. It's just kind of who he is. Now I'm yeah. sure some people go, oh, I don't, I don't know if that's necessary, but I, I like that. Yeah, and, I, and it's too. genuine because I, because I, so I mean, genuine. these are these are private conversations we're having that we're yeah. making public. Hopefully, Mark doesn't mind it. Yeah, three one four eight eight nine zero five zero three or go online at evergreenstl.com. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, and then Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganess, St. Louis Altontoyota.com. Let them know you are a Ryan Kelly Morning After listener or a Tim McKernan podcast listener. And you get $1,000 off any 2021 car at MunganassStLouisAcura.com, AltonToyota.com. It's where I got my car. Um, I know Doug got a car there. Mike got a couple. I think James Carlton got a cars. I mean, everybody's getting cars there, and I love it. And it's been such an incredible partnership. Well, listen, here's the deal at this point. The show's been on for 17 years. Podcast is approaching the fourth anniversary here in about a month. So we know we drive business, and that's great. But... It's, it's, it's especially good when you know you're driving our audience to quality people. And Jamie and Clayton are great guys. I know Ryan's a great guy. I know staff's great. Mark Hanna's a great guy. James Carlton, Seth Goldcamp, Jim Rogers. These are all listeners. These are all quality people. And you will be taken care of um, at Munganest. And how important is that? I mean, it's a big transaction. Getting a car, that's a big deal. Go to stlouisacura.com, altontoy.com. Plus, just by saying it, you get $1,000 off. That's it. I mean, why would you Why would you go anywhere else? Yeah. Plus, you have a point of contact. If something's off, you know they're going to take care of you. It's Munganess, stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. All right, let me dig in. Let me get right to it. I got a doctor's. It's, a, let's see, 1054. I got a, a checkup, a physical at noon. I think I might be getting fingered today. Ooh, that'll be yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't know if, if I'm 44, I don't know. Now, this isn't on your mind. Now, you might be getting fingered today, but a totally different deal. <laughs> I think I think I'm now in the in the range of that. Yeah, colonoscopy season. A prostate check. Yeah, uh, I don't. Colonoscopy is probably live as well. Fifty, I think, is yeah. when you start that. So, anyway, I got that's kind of in the back of my mind as I proceed today. You know, uh, a milking, if you will. So that, anyway, so I got so I've got. So, all right, Jackson. So knowing that, let's set the over-under on number of questions we are going to go through. If you know I am going to leave here in no more than 50 minutes, it's 10.55 and I'm going to leave here at no later than 11.45. Over-under on how many questions are tended to? Two and a half. Oh, I'm going over. <laughs> all right. I'm going, I'm, gonna, I'm going over I think as I have well. to tell you, though, yeah, because you might know I have some inside. I, like the first one that I have up, and I'm, I'm going in like most recently set in, and this one was sent in at 10.09 this morning. 
Uh, and I just know it's going to be, I think anyway, it's going to be quick. Watch me go 90 minutes on it. <laughs> yeah. um, if you were to buy Jameson a St. Louis area sports jersey, growth aside, that he could wear and enjoy to wear for several years, what team and player do you choose? Yachty or Arenado, an O'Reilly sweater, wait a year, then buy an MLS away kit. Uh, this is a quick hitter, I feel like. I feel like this is going to be, this is why we're going to cover the over. Um, let's see. Um, he really likes Yadi or Molina. It's his favorite player. But, I mean, he's not going to be yeah. playing for, you know, 13 months from now. Theoretically, he's done. I'm still not sure that's the case. God, I don't know. He loves Adam Wayne, right? But he's also, that's yeah. also coming to an end. That's a tough call. I I could see of the three him being most into the MLS franchise. So, mm, yeah, I didn't think about that. Wow. But I really, per, I personally don't like the colors. Fair, the pink, whatever <laughs> the hell they call it. it. I just don't for the life of me. What I don't get what they, they call it, like electric red or something. Yeah, or rock knows the name. Uh, Rothathine or something. It sounds, just, like a, I, what, sounds like a drug or something. It's such a, I don't know. I mean, whatever. And it's, I know they have so much public equity that any critique yeah, is like, it's like you going after the lake <laughs> that I know I'm going to have a totally different on the Venn diagram. The Venn diagram, here's another, more fun with Venn diagrams. Yeah, That's the yeah. title of today's podcast. Yeah. Fun with Venn diagrams. Hell yeah. How much Venn diagram overlap do you have for St. Louis City fan uh-huh. and Lake of the Ozark hardcore patron. Wow. I'm not talking about somebody who goes. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about guy who's upset with you yeah. for not buying those, those who dig in. Um, <laughs> I'd say it's a pretty healthy, but it's also like... Oh, you think it's healthy? Well, I think there's... Oh, I think it's like damn near... I think they're damn near, near circles with no overlap. See, Wow. I, well, it's definitely a younger, appeals younger. And you think of the lake as like guys in his 50th gold chain, hairy chest... You do. I can tell. You're not saying it. You're, this is the first time you've ever kind of backed away just in, kinda, in your nine months. I know. Well, I, yeah. You're, you're fearful of the Lakers. <laughs> the, those, the, I'm a little bit fearful of the people. Going God, you, get, you gave your I'm watching the Warriors and Lakers play in game and didn't think anything of it. Yeah. But now I guess you understand. Well, I try to live my truth, but sometimes <laughs> I, you just got to be careful. Uh, I, actually, I, I do because I just think people are so excited. Because I feel like people who go to the lake a lot are also very proud of St. Louis, which is awesome. And I think seeing something like St. Louis City makes people proud. I think you're off the mark on this in a huge way. Right. I think you're. Uh, I think if anything, a lot of the people who go to the lake have zero love for the city. Mm, okay, mm. the city, the thing I grew up in, the city, not the not St. Louis. Uh, so I now inevitably there will be a thread on the fan page to like castigate me and there'll be like a poll. <laughs> so that'll be, I, I might just create it now just to beat somebody to the punch. Uh, cause it's a way to take a shot, but that is my, that is my feeling on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it, I, it might actually be an MLS Jersey for sure, but I don't like, the color. I don't like it. Yeah. If it were red and Navy sweet, but it's, it, pink. it is pink. it is hot pink. It's pink. I mean, we can call it whatever we want. We get cute all we want. The color is pink. It, okay, so you're in agreement on that. Yeah, the color is pink, and I'm not. No. And I have friends who work there, and I'm sure they'd be like, "Dude, why are you?" It's, it's not. It's I. I want. It's, it's nothing to do with that. Like, I love the Cardinals. I hate the fucking you yeah. know red hats on the road. Yeah. If anything, at 44, for a guy who's probably about to go get fingered, I shouldn't be caring about uniforms. 
period. No. I think you probably move on from that at 10. Disagree. You think I should care about uniforms? Yeah, that's like the that's like the one bastion we have where it's like where it's essentially nonsense, but it is important to some. Okay, I'll ask you this. See, so, you know, so here we are. We're gonna go. We are gonna go fifty minutes on this, and I was wrong. You are gonna get the under. <laughs> um, what bothers you the most? Uh huh. The St. Louis City pink. <laughs> uh the Missouri bumblebees. <laughs> the Cardinal red hat. And I don't really have a blues one that I think it's that much tension. Oh, I guess the blues, the clown one with the red. Oh, yeah, God. Well, I think that I think everyone's in. I don't think like there's people, I guess, on both sides of the aisle with either. With, that, with all of them. Yeah, exactly. But more, I think, unless you're like, I don't have a good read on the blues fans as it's well noted. But uh, I can't <laughs> imagine those, those, red, <laughs> those red sweaters have a very A lot of people approach. love them. Uh, okay. That's. I don't. I'm uh, okay. Let me. So I, I'll, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to go into the tank. Yeah. And figure out per capita on the fan base, like the highest percentage, because you know of the group of people listening, I would imagine SC has the fewest amount of fans at this moment. They don't really exist yet. Yeah. All right. Fair. And then Missouri football, and then Blues, and then Cardinals. I think mm. that is. So we're going in descending order. So, with that said, we're basing it on percentage of fan. I think the Cardinal red hat has a high approval rating. Yeah, I think you're right on that too, and that sucks because that's. Uh, I don't think it necessarily those. does with like a TMA fan. I think it's like an older fan. They like it, and because they're like, yeah, they're red. They should be. But Stan Musial wore blue hat. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. what they were wearing then. But so whatever. I, so now I don't like it, and I'm really surprised by a franchise that really prides itself on its uniforms that it it's gone that way for the last decade and did it. I think the year after they won the World Series, the year after they were in the NLCS against the Giants. Yeah, I think it was after. I think 2013. Because Carpenter was wearing a red hat when they when he paid against uh, the Red Sox in the 2013 World Series. Mm-hmm. So I think that one is safe. I think Missouri fans. I know the older ones don't, but I think the younger fans love all the different uniforms. Okay, you're in agreement with me. Yeah, on they that. love they love it. God, I don't know where I'm going to go here because I, I don't think most people really bo- are bothered by the pink. No. I don't. I don't. I haven't heard anybody really talk about it outside of us on the show, and we're always talking uniforms. Yeah, they probably, but in combination because they haven't started playing. I guess they did have a game over the weekend, but uh, and ha- haven't really started, and they're an MLS team, which out of the major sports is far down the list. Uh, but we're going percentage. Yeah, I guess you're right there. I think that people don't even... I'm looking at it now. I mean, I don't even know what color I would call. I don't think I would call it pink. I definitely wouldn't call it red. No, it's not red. It's... But they call it... It kind of looks like if you, like, mess up and put, like, a white t-shirt in with a red t-shirt. Oh, and that nice. white t-shirt kind of ends up being that, like, almost pink but almost red kind of color. That's nice. That's a nice play. Yeah, which isn't necessarily a goal for me for a uniform. It's a laundry mistake, but... Like the 90s, what was the signature color of expansion team in the 90s? I know I'm going pre-your birth. Turquoise? Uh, I'm going to accept that. I think the answer is teal. Yeah, teal, turquoise. You had a lot of teal. Yeah, like the uh, Nobody's Grizzlies. gone pinking, though, until now. Yeah, not like for a main color. So I'm going to say, therefore... And a stunning development that we even spent this much time on was a very simple, which I thought was going to be like a 30-second answer, but here we are, (laughs) the Adderall sessions. I'm going to say the Blues clown jersey has the highest percentage of disapproval among the four fan bases. Yeah, I'll go. I think that's where we are. 
I think that's where we are. Yeah, I think we're unfortunately on an island somewhat with the blue red hat thing. Or some people just don't. A lot. Of, I think our audience is into it, it yeah. and, and it is. A, I mean, it's a, such a sharp-looking uniform. Yeah, it's with like, the blue what are you caps. fucking doing. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what I would. I really don't know. I mean, he's. I mean, he's. We'll, we'll go out. Let's go play baseball. He'll say, "Let's go play baseball," yeah. and I'll be like, "All right." So we go out in the backyard, and he'll hit one ball off the tee. And he's approaching being able to hit it over the fence. It's a, uh-huh. it's a good poke. I'm kind of surprised. I don't 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 make me make this clear. I'm not going. I think I might have something <laughs> on my hands here. Nobody's saying that because Jameson would fit in in the Adderall sessions absolutely perfectly. <laughs> I mean, he is high energy and yeah. all over the map. And the only thing that wouldn't fit in is he is permanently happy and it is the greatest fucking thing in the world to witness and it makes me so happy that he's so happy i have no idea where he got it from but he's happy as fuck constantly and it's just the greatest thing in the world to know that this guy is just every day happy as hell but his he'll hit a couple like for real when i say a couple i'm not saying like 10 two and then okay that's it i'm tired and i'll go (laughs) we came out here. I have to put on, he has like a catcher's mask and a helmet. Yeah. So I'm wearing that. It's 95 degrees. (laughs) I'm holding a glove and, you know, fielding wiffle balls with the glove. I'm I'm really in character here. And, and, and he hits two hits the shit out of them too. I mean, it's a, it's a good poke for somebody who just turned four. Yeah. And then he swings twice like that. Say I'm tired. I'm just like, okay, the fuck just happened. So he's not, he doesn't really. Yeah. I'm anxious. We're supposed to go to the Missouri game this weekend, and I'm anxious to see well how that goes. Yeah. To drive down there, to attend it. Will he like it, or will he be this miserable? How long will we stay? The whole thing. Yeah. You know, like if they were playing Georgia, I would never fuck with this. Yeah. I feel like a three o'clock Central Michigan game is perfect, and maybe Absolutely. he'll fall in love with Missouri sports and college football. It'd be yeah. great if he did. Yeah. Um. But. I don't know what I would get. I guess right now, Yachty or Molina, because I know that's his favorite player, yeah. but I don't really have a great answer to the question. I think a year from now, I, I will. All right, question number two, just so I can cover the over and shove it up your ass. <laughs> I've recently got hooked on golf like never before, and like you, I am upset with myself that I didn't take it more seriously when I was younger. Uh, as someone who hasn't been able to crack into single-digit handicaps, what is the biggest thing someone can do with the majority of their time to really improve? You've clearly improved consistently over the last few years since you got back into it. So curious how you would guide someone trying to get to scratch in the next few years as well. Thanks. That's from Shaftman three. Well, I have to start with this. I don't think, I don't think getting to scratch is a bar to set. Cause so I don't think that's something that like, like, do you think you can become a scratch golfer? Just answer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. I yeah. think you can too, Yeah. but you've been playing and you've played at a competitive level. Mm-hmm. level and yeah. you're only 23 yeah i have no idea how old shaft man three is the only tell is he's upset at himself that he didn't take it more seriously when he's younger so i would imagine he's at the very least in his 30s and yeah. probably older but i don't know for sure so it's a different deal and it's interesting that you know i i, I in the times i get to play with marcus allen which will sound like a name drop it's not but whatever it doesn't matter but premise being you'll see it you'll see a compare and uh, contrast here I, Marcus Allen was literally sitting right where I am sitting right now for a podcast, and he's huge golfer. We probably played five or six times when he was living in St. Louis, which was surreal, by the way. I for mean, what sure. a random yeah. thing. Not because it's Marcus Allen. It's just like, 
why is he here? Yeah. And why am I playing with him? And like, why am I a regular in his game? But either way, um, and Marcus, you know, he was Marcus Allen was a great baseball player. I think he might have been drafted by the Padres. Grew up in San Diego. Um, and obviously won a Heisman Trophy and Super Bowl MVP. So he's a sick athlete. He's a seven, and he's now probably around 60. I wonder how old he is. He's got to be around 60. Yeah. Is he? He's he, got to be. He was playing on the 61 with Howie Long and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 61. I think he's 60s. So, I mean, it's, it, so there's that element of it. He also has kind of a furic hitch in his, uh, I guess it's his takeaway. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen. No. Now, the question I asked him was, do you think if you would have been playing when you were young, could you have become a scratch golf professional? I think is the question I asked him. And he said, yeah, I do. You know, he wasn't like, yeah, I absolutely do. You know, he's 61 now, a different deal. When I was playing with him, he was 58. And, you know, it's a different situation. He's not saying he could do it now or anything like that. And then on the fi- the day of the final round at Bell Reeve, I was on the range and I'm standing next to Al McKinnis. And we're just why in the, in the range of the final day of Bell Reeve was truly like a field of dreams for mm-hmm. golf. Yeah. You name the player and, and mine, well, Spieth, I think was on there too. Actually, Spieth was kind of in the mix, yeah. kind of, but you name the player, even in 2021, I guess Dustin Johnson didn't make the cut. But for real, man, I think damn near anybody else. I guess Cantlay has a lot of equity after the win yesterday. But they were obviously Tiger, of course, Kapka, Rom, Fowler, Adam Scott. I mean, it was a yeah. absolute who's who. And we're just watching. Here's McKinnis, Hall of Famer. And he's just kind of like, and he, we, we, you know, I obviously know him. I think he maybe like very, very loosely knows that I do something, but he certainly is not a TMA lister, not probably alarming. <laughs> uh, and we're BSing. And then we wind up just the conversation picks up and he's just in awe. Cause I think Kepka was hitting it to, what is that road? Ledoux? Am I right? Yeah. 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 That would be Ledoux. So like it was going to like, they had it blocked off, but they're kind of like, oh, nobody's going to get here and he's getting there <laughs> and he's just in awe. And I said, I got to ask you, I said, could you have, you know, especially with your motion, and he's a great player. I think he's like a two, something mm-hmm. like that. Do you think you could have become a professional golfer? And then I tied in the Marcus Allen anecdote because I had played with Marcus actually the day before. I remember the day, the, the Saturday of the PGA Championship. I was playing with him, and we were watching it out on the course. And I, and I told him what Marcus said. He goes, he goes, well, he's such a great athlete. He goes, maybe he could have. He goes, I just think this is a different set of skills. And you know, because I'm thinking, here's a guy with perhaps the most famous slap shot over the last 30 years in the NHL. So Andy's a great player and he's going, I don't think I could. Um, Point being, I do think unlike other sports, basketball being perhaps the most obvious, maybe football being next most obvious. I don't know if it's necessarily something that you can become top. I wonder what percentage of golfers with handicaps are scratch, but that's something we could, we could perhaps get information on. I wonder what that is. What do you think it is? 10%? Oh, God. You think I'm too high? Yeah. I would go four. That would be yeah. my, my sweet spot. Yeah. I'm going to type it in right now. I'm just, I'm curious, like, what with like official handicaps is of golfers are scratched? Now, this is just total random. Approximately 1.5, 1.85% of male golfers are scratched or better while 
0.69% of women are scratch or better. Yeah. And this is from the golf news net. Yeah. So if that's, if there's one point, whether the USGA hasn't released a formal study, popular opinion is only 2% of golfers are considered scratch golfers. Well, if you think about that, but scratch still doesn't get you pro. No, that's the, that's what I was about to say. The difference between someone who's scratch and a pro is different, is bigger gap than me at a 14 than a scratch. Right. The hundred percent. It's a, it's a much bigger So like gap. Chris Nagel, who is perhaps the best player living in St. Louis, who is on the corn ferry. I think that's fair. Yeah. I'm sure maybe somebody's going to point me and I'm missing somebody is a plus six point something right now. Uh-huh. And I played with him earlier this year. And I remember him saying the difference between the guys in the top 100 are the guys who are in the top 100 and, um, you know, and the thousandth player in the world is significant. Yeah. But the difference between 200 and 1,000 is basically nothing. Yeah. In other words, there's 900 guys who are all incredible players who aren't up there with name, whoever you want to name, who you yeah. think of. Last year, yesterday, we saw Bryson and Cantlay, but, you know, yeah. take your pick of Morikawa, whomever, Kepka, Johnson, Rom. That so yeah the plus six I think when I've played with Adam Long I think he said he was a plus seven I think mm-hmm. it, at the same time I don't know how, how often these guys even entering scores I mean yeah, even even on the damn thing to yeah, do, be doing really it affect their life so you're what are you right now fourteen okay and I'm a two point nine and the more I play with you the closer I'll be to fourteen based on what's going on I have <laughs> no idea what the fuck it is um, but either way so. Yeah, I mean, that shows you, the so scratch and a plus seven. So you can be scratch, but that isn't the question. The question is professional golf. But this gentleman's question was scratch. So, he, you know, he didn't, he, he wasn't looking for a breakdown. He was looking for, like, tips for improvement. Here is what I can tell you on what has happened this year with me. And I'm, I'm always kind of enamored. I feel like we get asked about this, like, the only thing we get asked more about is, like, buying and selling St. Louis, like the thing that Iggy was kind of mocking as we went into the podcast studio. We get a lot of golf questions. Um, And, you know, my handicap was, I think, like 7.9 on March 31st. And on on August 15th, I was at a 1.9. And I've had a couple of uh, rough outings. I mean, relatively speaking, not like hideous, but definitely, you know, that that have moved my handicap. So I'm 2.9 right now. So what happened? And I will tell you this. What happened was I was able to get done with the show and go over to a practice facility where I played. And, you know, and it's just a ridiculous practice facility. Wish you guys, and who knows, maybe if we're down there next year, move there, whatever the fuck winds up happening. Um, They definitely have everybody from the show down. And you'd see what I'm talking about. And here's the thing. Now, I don't know. Maybe people will be able to give me, because I've been saying this to... Like I, I don't have a driving range, um, at, at where we belong. Uh-huh. There really aren't. You you have to like be it outside of two seventy, I think, to have enough space to have a, this kind oh, of yeah. practice facility. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. in Florida, they're all over the place. Yeah. And I'm not saying like you have to be a private place to have in Florida. There's really nice public practice facilities. There's so many people play. Yes, and it's so, year round. And grass tees too. That's where I was going. The reason why I actually think my number has gone up a little bit, like I don't think I'm necessarily playing badly. I think I probably am like a four or five right now. Mm -hmm. I was going down and kind of like, oh, I shot even today. 
and wasn't like, holy shit. Yeah. But right now I'd kind of be like, wow, I had to have been on to shoot even. I mean, can I, I shot 72 weeks ago, two over my place and I was on, but the, the point being I could practice and I could practice off of good grass. Yes. And this is something, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, me talking about, you know, if I were six, three, it didn't happen. And it's not like all of a sudden there's going to be because Adam Betts and everybody at family golf, what they are building and have built is a great thing for golfers in the area. But it is, as far as golf goes, which is one of the reasons, you know, I think that there is hate anytime we talk about golf, because there's an undercurrent of socioeconomic elements to it. Um, which I understand, even though I'm not looking at it through that lens, I'm just looking at it through the game. But I know for those who don't play it, they're like, oh, rich guy thing. Um, if you are going to be good in St. Louis, in the St. Louis area, young, I would say at the very least, three out of four of the players will have parents who are members at a country club with a range. And the reason I say that has nothing to do with socioeconomics, even though I can totally understand how one would interject that into the conversation, it's because they can practice. Yep. So you're, you're like in lockstep on this. All my friends in high school or kids I knew around St. Louis who were sick at golf all grew up, mo most, I should say, mo most grew up country club setting with a really nice range. Right. That's it. So, I mean, I can go out and I can drop you know, on a day like, well, today's a Monday, so it's closed, but like on Tuesday where there's nobody out there and I can drop a bunch of balls, but then it's like, you don't want to really hit at the green because I don't want to like have a bunch of divots. That's exactly. not cool. Yeah. So I can hit like, okay, the pins 175. So I'll make sure I'm hitting no more than a 150 shots. And that way I'm not messing with the green, even though I got the course to myself and that can be my range, but we don't have a range. And what I had in Florida, which is why my handicap dropped is substantially as it did. I could just go and I would get done and Anna Marie's parents lived with us. So we had in-house parenting. Yeah. You can't say babysitting, Jackson. This is something you'll you'll learn <laughs> uh, for your sake, hopefully, not until you're ready. Yeah. My money, that'd be about 10, 15 years, but to yeah. each their own. Uh -huh. um, what age would you like to have a child? Adderall sessions? Adderall sessions, full form. Uh, probably around 35. That's I think like, that's a nice play. Like but the, I'm telling time. you, you're going to get hated on for it. Just telling you. <laughs> at this point throw another log on the like, fire fuck, yeah exactly that, right, that was up. that was the body language was <laughs> fuck it i don't care anymore <laughs> yeah but anyway digressing digressing uh that i would i would be able to leave the show would be over uh 11 o'clock eastern anna marie could go and do whatever work out take jameson jameson would go to school whatever her parents were there so if she wanted to spend some time and I could just go, I'm just going to go over and yeah. hit ball. So it wouldn't be like a full four hours, 18 holes, even though I could do that. I could just go, I just need to get away. Um, you and I have talked at this point now, we've kind of talked about it every single day of 2021 since Rush Limbaugh passed away has been stressful with regard to career decisions. Yeah. Uh, it, good problem to have, as I always say, but it's, it's been going on now almost seven months. And so my way of unplugging truly is, going to and for whatever hitting balls is better than putting. And I think as far as that release. Yeah. And I think it's because you don't necessarily need to really, really concentrate unless you're trying to like shape a ball or make sure you're firing a certain number of balls at a pin or long or short of the pin. You can just hit. Yeah. And you can listen to a podcast, listen to music. And I had that and it was just orgasmic. Yeah. It truly was. I mean, my 
bar for happiness is access to a driving range. It used to be, man, I hope we get fucked up after we eat at this ridiculous place in Las Vegas and have lesbianism. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be very disappointed that I'm not going to have my synapses fire. And now it's, I just like a stack of golf balls and actual grass without weeds. And it's, it's not like basically hitting off of this yeah. surface. Yeah. Oh, I know. It all and I can well. put my AirPods in. Oh, yeah. I'm telling, I know it sounds, I'm sure this sounds so fucking sad, but I'm telling, I'm telling you, I really do. I don't, I don't know what the situation is for this coming winter. Um, but I would love to have you, Iggy, Doug come down and just be like here. And I think you'd be like, oh my God, yeah, I see you know, and, and I'll tell you what, and not even, not even play, but what we would play certainly, but just like here, you know, just, you can, yeah, you have access to it and enjoy it. And yeah, holy shit. When you got a short game area yourself, uh, we had that hundred balls, mm -hmm. a couple wedges, really be able to dial it in. And in like, the, and the other thing is I'm trying to think, I think over the next couple of weeks, we might get this in St. Louis. And I just, we're talking about everything. I'm like the hot button things. Next, I'm going to talk about my income, like the hot button things that people hate me for. I think uh -huh. like living in Florida, yeah. golf, yep. it's like, you know, Jackson's shitting on the Lake of the Ozarks. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hopefully that might distract it from it. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is a good redirect, <laughs> but it's just honest, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not really high on Donald Trump. So yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to play the hits in the St. Louis area. Yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, it, it, the weather at around six o'clock to when the sun sets in January, February, March, April, and May is just in Florida. Oh yeah. It's like, it's it, you, you look around and you say, why would I live anywhere else? Yeah. It's field of dreams. Yeah. And, and here's the thing because you know, it's not as old as I think people think it is and it's getting younger, but those people aren't out there then. No. And you got it to yourself. No, they're not. And so we have this ridiculous practice facility with a range, like on both ends. So if you didn't want to hit into the sun, because we were hitting into the west, but you can go on the other side of the range. Yeah, and it's like, they all you, have you'd have that. to hit 500, yeah, you'd have they to hit all 500 around. yards to get yeah. to the other people. They have other sides, yeah. Uh, and then there's this great short game area, or you can just go out on the course and you got that to yourself. Yeah. Um, God, or I'd be out, and I'd just be out there with my son, which is just like I'm just. I mean, the you know, so so often on this thing over the last few months, I've just been expressing gratitude, not to win points with anybody, but just because I think I've had a, some moments of it a lot uh, in 2021. And I just be like, this is the greatest. I'm so grateful that I've been able to experience this because I know in a couple of years, not even in a couple, but five for certain, and then in ten for absolutely certain. You ain't gonna want to be around. Mm -hmm. That's just the way that it works. Yeah. Don't take offense to it. That's the way the program works. And I will always have this, and he will always have this, and I'm just grateful for it. So, what did the gentleman ask? How do you get better? That's it. Now, that isn't. That, so, I recognize people improve without having that situation. But why, with you, you cite my improvement? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's why it went so. I, it, you know, for, I think for a lot of people, hitting a long iron is death. I could be wrong on this. For me, it's true. Yeah, uh, me and you both kind of have the thing. But I and it wasn't that I was bombing it. Uh -huh. But down there with the wind, if the wind is into you and you hit it, you come in steep and you hit it high, yeah. it's just going to knock it down. Like the helium balloon I talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Um, it got to a point on, you know, there's back-to-back -back par fives on the course I would play. 
Um, and if you're into the wind, it's like this thing, all of a sudden, like the number one handicap is a par five, which is kind of a rare thing. And um, it'd just be death. But I got to a point where I'm like, okay, driver, four iron to take. I'm not going to get there in two. Yeah. Uh, some of the pro guys I would play with, smaller than me, and then two, and just nuts, just and, and flag hunting too. Yeah. But they're pros. Uh, and then I'd be like, okay, I got a hundred out. It's my, my little gap wedge and I'm on in regulation and there's no sweat. And you also, I think maybe learn how to manage the game. That's the, the, hitting to your numbers is so important. right. Like knowing, like you just said, four iron, if four iron gets you to the number you like to hit yes. from, that's money. So you, don't take a three wood if you're going to end up. And you bring trouble into play. Exactly. It's just, it's, it, that's a huge part of it. And I was studying my, this is, just shows the insanity that goes on. With me, I think people at this point, if you listen to this, you already know there's something off. But um, how I enter in all this data, I'm like, okay, what has gone on here? Okay, I'm going to show you this, Jackson. This is this might be when you start looking for another job. This moment right here. <laughs> this is the moment where Jackson, everybody who loves Jackson, this is the moment where he leaves. These are my statistics. Okay, yeah. you see it. You see February. You see March. Yep. April, May, June, July, August. All right, I already entered August, and I only entered August just to try to figure out why I haven't been on. And you see the handicap and uh, it was 7.9 on April 1st. So, yeah. and then it got down to 1.5. It's 2.6 or 2.9 now. And so my greens and regulation percentage, this is fucking insanity as I'm looking at it, is still the same as it was in July. Mm -hmm. And my putts are actually lower. Yeah. 30.7 per round, which isn't where I want it to be, but it's still lower. I mean, it was at 34.5 in April. So there's been, that's a huge, that's, that's where I was going to go with my answer, yeah, by the way, is, but what's going on? I've been getting penalties. Yeah. Yep. And that, that's increased approximately 40% since last month. And that kills. Yeah. If you're playing by the rules, white stake, you're re-teeing, or you're lying three. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, lying four. No, you're lying three when lying you hit your three, shot. Hitting, yeah. 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 Shot. Or you're lying two on the tee as you hit your third shot. I understand people who play casually probably just drop laterally and yeah, whatever. But if you're playing properly and you're playing competition, that's the game. Yep. Red stake, lateral. So with all of that said, I've just been messing with my swing to try to improve. And I think that's why I've brought penalty into play. The gentleman asked a simple question. How do you improve? The improvement to me is don't even fuck with hitting, hitting balls. If you run like see short term improvement immediately. And from my standpoint, it is actually the putting green. It's the putting green. It's not even chipping, although that certainly is a thing, especially if you kind of got yippy, yeah. yippy. Because now I'm at a point where I'm, you know, that's something on that stat thing, by the way. I think I'm like at 65% up and down. Like last year, I was like at 15%. That's, yeah, that's been a, a huge, huge thing. Yeah. But you see, you go from 34 putts per round to 30. I mean, the math speaks for itself. Yeah, if you're close to breaking 80 and you can't break 80, and you drop four strokes, that'll guarantee... Uh, guarantee. There you go. And if you take three-putt out of play, like if you don't have any three-putts, you'll see your score drop. And it is so rare now for me to three-putt. Yeah. So rare. And it's not even like I'm like worried about jinxing it, because I, I have a thought. It's the same thing with my driver. Coil, uncoil, finish high. That's what I try to... My dad's like, oh, I'm not hitting that goddamn ball, Timmy. <laughs> and I'm like, it's mental, because you're worried about hitting the ball. I'm not standing over the ball. Fuck, I hope I hit it. I hope I don't shank it you know yeah. it's 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 a mental thing once the mechanics of a swing are there but here's here, i am going to simplify it. i'm actually going to give a tip yeah and i think i talked about it with you actually on the, there is a drill and it'll be look it up and i'm i'm dead serious 
I don't, and I don't profess to be like a golf instructor. I could probably work with people on swings and because I think so much of it is mental and I can help implement that. I really would do that. I'd be happy to do it. I'd probably enjoy that. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to give a pro tip. I'm telling you it matters and you can actually physically do it, but you certainly can mentally do it when you're out on the course and it's the penny drill where you put the penny. If you have the putter where you have the, you know, you can like pick up the ball with the putter. I know some people don't use those. You have a blade putter. putter, You should have one. Uh, you can put a penny on the back of it. And when you are in your takeaway, as you come through to then strike the ball with the putt, you want to have that transition from backwards to forward be so swift, but yet smooth. I mean, it can't yeah. be a, a jerk that the penny will, will slide off. Yeah, That to me leads to the purest strike of the putt to get your ball online. Another drill that, that to me has been that, that is why I've gone from 34.7 putts per round to 30.7 putts per round in a matter of four months. Um, as dumb as that sounds. And another thing is putt and not only have the goal be of getting it in the hole, but if you miss it, miss it within 12 inches long, not short, long. Yeah. I think the biggest flaw for amateurs uh, or high handicappers, I mean, we're all amateurs, but high handicappers is going, oh God, I don't want to go past. You got to go past. Yeah, you yeah. can't get it in if you don't go past. Exactly. You got to give it a chance. So it's, it's a, it's a, it, that's why I think so much of it is mental. It's, it's, you know, when I talk about poker, it's like you, it sounds fucked up, but you have to be willing to lose in the first level of a poker tournament in order to win the poker tournament. Yeah. And you have to be willing to watch the ball and have some guy who's a you know fifteen handicap go oh slow down fucking cares yeah you're gonna get it there don't worry about block that out you cannot get it you know if you just run it up there and then it's gonna go in but you didn't hit it hard enough and then it bitches off to the right or it bitches yeah. off to the left you didn't hit it hard enough and yeah you have a two putt but you know you gotta you gotta try to make putts exactly now if you're forty feet away. You're going to make that one out of a hundred times or two out of a hundred times different operation. But if you're 12 feet away, you got a chance to make that thing and you've got to approach it that you can. And the approach has to be, I got to get it there. You know, you can't play scared and yes, it will lead to some three putts on comebackers, but you'll also make some. And, um, and to me, that's where you, that's Roman numeral number one. Everything truly is around the green. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happens, I think, for most people is they'll have time if they do have the time to go to a range and they grab driver. And first off, I don't think from a health standpoint, I think no. I don't think that's the best thing to do. You should grab your, you know, highest lofted club and just kind of yeah. back and forth with a 60 or a 56 and, Warm up. you know, just get loose and yeah. then focus on some irons and, you know, whatever, what, what clubs you hit most over the course of a round, exactly. think that and focus on that. Well, at the most you're going to hit, I mean, at the absolute, absolute most, you're going to hit 14 drivers. Exactly. And that's probably super high as yeah, far as an yeah. average goes. Yeah. So it's important. And I've got, I've certainly gained distance, but that's not the reason why my handicap has gone down. I think the putting thing um, is, I mean, shit, that's a substantial drop. What do you, do you, do you agree with that? Where, where are you yeah, coming so in? So I was always taught, because I went, you know, when I was in Florida Gulf Coast, we this was a lot of the talk we would have. If you were to do an hour-long range session, like practice session, I should say, 45 minutes of that should be spent around the putting green, either chipping or putting, preferably 30 minutes p- 
putting, 15 minutes chipping, and then 15 minutes at the end should be for going through your bag, hitting clubs, like yeah. finishing with driver at the last shot. Like that should be the breakdown. It should be 75% putting and short game, 25% hitting and, and I, just, I think for, and I agree with that. And for the vast majority of people, it's certainly not it. Now, again, there's a big difference between a guy who might have an hour yeah. a week at the most to be able to do that. And I understand that. It's kind of like when we talk about obesity. It's like, oh, people are lazy. Well, I mean, also some people don't have, you know, have multiple kids and single parent household and don't have the time or the money. You know, I mean, it's not that it's not that simple. Uh, you know, so same thing if you want to apply it to practicing golf. I mean, if you are, have, are a mother or father of multiple kids and they're young, um, and the, op, you know, I mean, hey, honey, I'm going to head up to the range for a couple hours <laughs> to grind it out. Yeah. I'm just telling you, it's probably not going to play real well. No. Um, so, you know, with that said, it's, it, I know it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not the release that hitting balls is and it requires concentration, but I noticed to me, swing thoughts is the, is such a huge thing. Yeah. I had a moment, it was a Memorial day tournament at my place. And I was like a five at the time. And I was playing with three guys all retired who live in, you know, Palm beach County. And I think they're like, great. We got a five. We might win. And I went out there and it, I embarrassed myself. I don't know what happened. It was, it was a defining moment for me. hundred percent. Cause I think on the back nine, I'm like, Oh, the reason why I'm not, you know, hitting the ball, right. Is this and this, I just got to remember coil as in when I take the club away on the tee, yeah. uncoil, and then finish high. And what that does for me is it makes sure I make the full turn and you don't like give up halfway through, which will then start the ball right and probably keep the club face open, which will lead to it going bitch off to the right uh, off the tee. And if I'm in the fairway, then, you know, at, at absolute worst, I'm going to bogey the hole, you know, I mean, 99% yeah. of the time, but there's certainly going to be birdies in there and most of the time par. So, with that, that's a huge part of it. Now I have swing thoughts with the putter and I see the putter and in my mind, I'm picturing that penny sliding off. And, and so it's just, you know, I went from, it was such a weakness in my game that it was embarrassing. It was truly yeah. embarrassing to now it's like, man, if I'm over a 15 footer, it's, you know, and I, I mean, I know percentage wise, I'm not likely to hit it, but I certainly can. Yeah. And there's no way in the fucking world I'm going to three-putt it, even though I know I will three-putt it probably one or two times out of 100. Mm -hmm. But I know I'm going to make it. In my mind, I'm going to make it 30 times out of 100, even though the math isn't 30%. So that, I hope, because you can look that drill up on YouTube and you'll be like, oh, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. It, it, so I think some people take it back too far. Notice Cantley takes it back really far. And there's a guy who was putting lights out yesterday, but yeah. it works for him. Yeah. But for me, this, I think, keeps the left arm, you know, locked. Yeah. And then gives you proper momentum coming yeah. through and you don't bitch it. I still occasionally bitch it, but the intent is never like, oh God, I don't want to go long, yeah. you know, because I'm going to make it coming back. That's yeah. the mindset. Um, I think Mickelson said once, like, you know, you always have the same exact pace with your putting stroke. Every, doesn't, doesn't matter how long or short the putt is, you just change how far, how far you back you got. Yeah. And then there's something to that. And another thing that I do, and now I don't even think about it, I think when we were playing last week and yet played shitty. Uh, with you, uh -huh. um, I just drop three balls or five balls or six balls, whatever it is, lay down my putter, get that far away from the cup. And I don't complete the drill until I've made 30 in a row. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the drill. Yeah. And then at that point, and, and, and honestly, while I'm doing it at about halfway through, 
I'm not even thinking about, yep. I'm, I'm thinking about other shit as I'm putting and yep. they go in the same way over and same. over and again. And yeah. it's, but that's why we talk about free throws. It's it's just, it's, it's like you can turn off your mind. Yeah, it's exactly. just, it's robotic. Yeah. And at this point, I guess after doing it so much, I'm sure some people are like, there's no way, like I'm going to get to five and I got to start over. Yes. You're going to get to 29 and you miss, you start over, but yeah. you got to train yourself to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it barely lipped out. Doesn't matter. You start over, but yeah. that's the kind of, you can't but again, us. I'm fucking crazy. So, you know, we have to make sure we clarify this. Uh, hey, I'd like to talk about Seth Goldcamp. He's not crazy. He's the best. Uh, just sent me an email actually thanking me for making him an introduction to yet another listener. If you're dealing with heating and cooling issues, it's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Online at designairservice.com. The number one train dealer in the Midwest, the official HVAC provider of the Ryan Kelly Morning After and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. I am a Design Air Heating and Cooling client. Doug is a design air heating and cooling client. Jackson's parents are design air heating and cooling clients. We ask that you become one as well. Design air heating and cooling. Ever dealing with any damage to your home? We'd like to recommend Restoration One of CentralStLouis.com and the great Jim Rogers. Water damage had some storms come through. Uh, hardcore. I see there's some rain in the forecast this weekend or this week uh, today. Actually, this mm -hmm. afternoon. Yeah, it's looking like it's going to come down a little bit. Iggy says it's uh, the hurricane. He sees a different pattern than I do. Yeah, it seems to be going. Seems to be making a hard right turn, but he's it got does. it coming up the Mississippi, and he's been right. Yeah, I would argue with it, but the track record speaks for itself. You don't want to mess with it. So if that were to happen, 314-565-1962, Jim Rogers, Restoration One of Central St. Louis, online at restoration1of com, And the great James Carlton of Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, he is my insurance agent. I recommend him to our audience, and I do so passionately. 314-961-4800 to go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. James Carlton is located in Webster Groves for home, for life, for auto. He's the best. That's why I made the switch. James Carlton, 314-961-4800 to go online at carltoninsurance.net. Boy, I just got an email, Jackson. Cardinals offer $5.55 tickets for the series against the Dodgers. And they're, calling the it, and they're calling it a special for, for Albert, Albert Pujols. Well, yay, 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 yikes. We, are what, we have entered the witching hour. Wow. Time, wow. To, time to make up ground. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. All right. I am going to the uh, fan page because I haven't tended to any of the ones on uh, La Serena 69. How do you like La Serena 69? She's Quality. In the is she week. covered in tattoos? She got a lot of tattoos? Or is that? I don't the, think she has any, actually. She's kind of surprised. Wearing? No, that's a garment. Okay. Yeah. No, it's very big fan. Yeah, huge fan. Uh, let's see. Uh, who was the most amazing non-famous person you've ever met and maybe didn't expect it? Go. The fuck? Uh, okay, your reaction to that question is the same as mine. Non-famous? So just like, so so just just like, like a guy? guy? <laughs> yeah. The guy who made my sandwich at Legrand's this weekend was really cool. Is that okay. Okay. All right. There's there's the answer from Jackson. Um, I'm, I'm really high on my parents. Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah. Uh, you're mad about that. Now, you know? now, it's, now I look like the yeah, guy who's yeah, not yeah, yeah. You went with the sandwich maker at LeGrand's. <laughs> I went with my parents. I don't know what the answer is better. Guy makes a great sandwich. Yeah, I really like the legend yeah. at LeGrand's. Yeah. I don't understand. Was it maybe, but I mean, if you'd ever met and maybe didn't expect, like Jackson probably didn't expect the sandwich maker at LeGrand's yeah, to I, be. Yeah, I mean, it was really an upset. Um, and I didn't really know what to expect with my parents probably. <laughs> yeah. You know, in hindsight. Fair. I feel like this question, there's a word added or that didn't get included that would help help us understand it better. Yeah. I'm trying to... 
maybe if I, who's the most famous person, amazing famous person you've ever met and maybe didn't expect. Let's it. take it that way. Cause I think it could be better. <sighs> yeah. Because other non-famous, like you've opened, there's a lot of people. Yeah, Jackson is high on the guy at LeGrand's. Yeah. I'm high on my parents. Um, Famous person that was really... What do you got on that? Conzo. (laughs) Well, we have to do, yeah, we have to define famous. So like, because like verified on Twitter doesn't necessarily mean you're famous. I feel like I might get shit on for that too. Um, I don't think by this audience, I think this (laughs) audience will actually support that take. Um, I think you're... Uh, and gonna be in trouble on the lake of the ozarks thing no yeah well we'll see about that <laughs> i'm trying to think i'm trying to think non-athlete because i feel like a lot of people would think athletes are like good people i guess it depends who yeah I'm, I'm actually in the tank now now that i'm off your Legrands thing <laughs> um most fam- amazing famous person you ever met and maybe did. barry bonds was so cool to me really Barry Bonds and Bobby Knight. W- by the way, I think within like a week of each other. Yeah, wow. That's like one, two punch if I ever Private, yeah. I mean, yeah, now that I think, I, I think both were May of 2000, I think. Yeah. Because I always thought the Bonds thing was in 2001, but mm-hmm. he broke McGuire's record in 2001, I think. I mean, I know nobody really recognizes it. Um, Sounds right, yeah. And I don't think we would have been doing that then, but. No. Um, Bonds. God, he was so kind to me, did an interview with me. I think, I think again, I think the reason he did it was I was 23 and just like, I mean, in hindsight, I had little self-awareness about my size, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that factored into it. He might've had little self-awareness about his. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> and so we had two different things going wore. on. But yeah. I think, I think if I were like six, one and 23, I don't think I get the interview. Wow. I know it sounds weird. Yeah. And I didn't think that at the time. I just know I came back from... Bush Stadium and Steve Savard and Doug probably all in the sports department together and our producers. I'm like, I think Barry Bonds is going to do a one-on-one with me. And they were just like laughing. Like there's no fun. Cause Bonds was, I mean, I know for our audience right now, like, okay, we know he was like the, you know, home run hitter who mm-hmm. changed his body quite a bit. Uh, but for real, he was infamous. I don't, who's, who's considered like the toughest interview now in sports. Like uh, let's stick to the four major North American Saban. sports. Saban or Belichick. Okay, player. I agree with okay. that, but player, because they're so guarded now. Yeah. Like, who is it? I don't know. Bonds who? Bonds was easily the guy. Yeah. And Knight certainly was from a coaching standpoint. If you look like mid to, mid-aughts or like the end of the 2000s, it would be Tiger. Like around yeah. 2010, it would be Tiger. Um, well, that still would be the case. But asshole. You know, Tiger okay. is just tough to get to. Bonds was asshole, was and he was the, so good to me that the year he came back, that, and then of course in the sports, I'm like, "Are you gonna get your guy to do an interview again?" I'm like, "Oh, I gotta come through." Yeah, and he smiled. And he said, "What's up, man?" He remembered me. I said, "Hey, what's up?" And I immediately went to, "Hey, can we do an interview while you're in town?" And it was like, and he shook his head. He goes, "Oh man," and it's like he thought we were boys. Oh fuck. Yeah, I, I swear, as dumb as it is, it bothers me to this day. Yeah, I bet. It, it really it, does. Because it, it's just like a misread of the situation. It was just, it was too ambitious. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but certainly though, both those happened. It's not that Bobby, Bobby Knight was like textbook Bobby Knight. And yeah. then when he let his guard down, he was awesome. Yeah. It was very brief. Yeah. The Bonds thing was amazing. The yeah. Bonds thing was, the Bonds thing, both the Bonds and Knight thing were surreal. I mean, I'll have those the rest of my life. For sure. I, there, I guess there's video of the Bonds thing. Although Doug says they've thrown all that shit out from when we were there. That's so brutal. That sucks. Yeah, that sucks. It's like throwing away sports It really, history. I can't, I'm really, I don't know, I won't let him, I, I, that's not for me to talk about 
some of the stuff that went on with that. And it, it was, you know, well after I was gone, it had nothing to do with me. It's just the sports stuff yeah. before I was there and after I was there. And that just sucks. Can't really like, like I would think they digitize it and then yeah, that's a, so much That would stuff. make a lot of sense. Just digitize it and then throw right. it away. Cause then at least you have access and have better access. Yeah, to I mean, that. absolute, especially that time period. I mean, I was lucky to work at that place when, you know, the yeah. Rams, Cardinals and blues were all yeah. really good. I'm trying to think of a player who's like a perceived asshole. And there's guys on golf, I guess, but... I'm a team sport. I'm, it's not going to be anybody in hockey. Kyrie. Know. Kyrie Irving is kind of viewed God, as... God, that's a, just nothing compared to the Bonds perception. No, I get not. it. But... KD could be persnickety. Yeah. KD. But he even is pretty open. Like, he at least, like... He's not necessarily you know, as guarded. I'm just trying to... Play. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe we're missing an obvious... Or anybody in baseball... Anybody in football? I mean, I guess everybody Correa, kind of has to do it. I guess like any of those guys on the Astros would be kind of perceived, like yeah. uh, Jose Altuve maybe, but he's oh, even yeah, like... Yeah, I think he was super friendly. He just got, yeah. you know. I don't know. That's a good I don't question. know. It's a good question. My answer, I, I think I have a good answer. Assuming that we're not talking the little guy who makes the sandwich <laughs> at LeGrand's, I'll go, uh, charcoal, gas, or pellet? What grill are you using, fella? I'm charcoal. Charcoal. Oh, okay, wow. My dad was charcoal. That I was raised on charcoal. The time within lighting the coals and them getting hot was when my dad and I would like hang out and like throw the ball around or like walk. absolutely the so, best like, and then the smell of it like just I like, still I go to my parents house tonight and they're grilling yeah I, I do I it's, at this point though I'm at a spot both Anna Marie and I are I have metabolic meals or I just go and get food and it's kind of like the juice kind of isn't worth the squeeze yeah. on you know on the time it takes, and then I might fuck it up. Yeah, there's, you know? that, and there's, there's that. that opportunity. Here I'm, you go. This is Fergie. You have mentioned that one reason you have thought about permanently moving to Florida was because of the winters in St. Louis. What is your outlook on St. Louis as a whole? I'm yeah. not mocking the question because I know people are interested in this yeah. discussion. It gets a lot of attention. For sure. uh, just Iggy happened to bring this up. And I'm like, how did you see? Because I said, yeah, we got, I said to Jackson when we were walking in, I said, we got a lot of emails today. And I'm now I'm on the fan page. And he goes, yeah, you keep getting that thing about St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how the fuck did you see my emails? But it was on the fan page, so yeah. this explains it. Uh, what is your outlook on St. Louis as a whole? Obviously, it will never be Chicago or New York, but what keeps you here besides family? Uh, the answer for me on the winter, that's that's a real thing. Uh, one of my friends who lives in Lauderdale texted me last week, hashtag winter is coming. And it might sound crazy that he's sending that in August, but he knows that it, yeah, so, and I'm just, I am... No, I mean they're sending. They're saying that in season one of Game of Thrones, and they didn't come till season eight. So God, it gotta just, look forward to it early. I hate that it bothers me as much as it does. I hate it. I hate it for so many reasons that it bothers me as much as it does. Yeah. And in a way, as much as I've loved what was it, 2018, 19, 2021, that we've done it four years. I've loved it, but it's almost like I hate now that I know about it. You know what I mean? Because oh, now yeah. I know. Yeah, exactly. And it was better when I didn't know. Yeah, it's like and, being ignorant to it is better than. Yes, because you don't know what you're. So when I talk, so I get it. You know, I because most people who are listening to this work and aren't in a spot where they can just go. Oh, you know, they're married or they're single. And I'm just going to pick up and work remotely from Jupiter. They mm-hmm. have families. They have kids. You can't do it. So it is a hated on thing. It's associated with money, and that's the real reason why it's hated on. Yep. But it's not, it's not, I mean, I, I, listen, I understand it, but it isn't necessarily what, it's just not, you can get a house, you can get a nice house in Jupiter, Florida, or Palm Beach Gardens, or certainly West Palm, Yeah. Um, for something comparable to St. Louis. It's just, it's just, it's, 
it truly is the way that it is. It's yeah. not that much of a difference. Now you go to New York City, fucking world changer. World, yeah, that's a whole different thing. The thing I don't like about St. Louis winter, I'm not super against the cold weather. Me and my skin tone do well on it. Mm -hmm. It's uh, getting dark at 445 or 5 o'clock. The darkness, the clouds, the constant rain. Yeah, the darkness really. It's just, it's like, it's, it's just, but it's truly for me now is I know what a two hour flight does. Yeah. That, yeah, you, you've, you've and almost, it's, it's not like, it's like, so my parents, God, is this, this all is almost all, this is just hate me podcast. <laughs> Even though none of this is like said, like I see the things that Iggy talks about now on the fan page. Now that I know what, what he, and I'm like, oh yeah, that is a brag, but it's like this, I, I, I get it. It's, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. it's, there's certain things and I get it. It's just like, ah, oh, it's so gross. And it's so, I don't even know. It's like a St. Louis brag. It's not even really a brag, but it's, it's, a, kinda, it's like a, you know. It's kind of slimy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ugh. <laughs> you know, like I'm out playing an Anbriar today. Your reaction you know? to it. Your reaction to it is cracking. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's just like, ugh. God, our bar is so fucking low, but whatever. You know. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Um, I don't even know where he's going. Oh, the, you know, Hilton Head which I guess is associated with money. I don't fucking know, man. I don't, it, I, having been there last month, I certainly wouldn't associate that. Oh, Heldon Head? Yeah. Oh, it certainly can. I mean, Arthur Blank, yeah. but I mean, you know, there, I think Woody Johnson of the Jets was posted up here. I think probably for the Johnson and Johnson litigation, by the way. So yeah, all West Palm Beach, Iggy always talks about West Palm Beach. I always cites West Palm and I'm like, of all the places in like the area, that's kind of the, the less uh, yeah. the easily like, and if yeah. people would drive through it, they would go, Oh yeah. It, it reminds me of like, I can't name a place. Way <laughs> <laughs> to pick up on that before. Yeah. I, I beat myself <laughs> to the punch, but yeah. Yeah. Now it's Palm beach Pal gardens is the Palm beach gardens, Palm beach, Jupiter, yeah. whatever. That's a different deal. But you know, Del Rey is kind of like a used city of like the coast. It's, you know, artistic and creative, whatever. Anyway, Man, it's like I'm fighting with myself in the podcast, <laughs> like fighting demons. Um, what was I about to say about, oh, Hilton Head. Yeah, it's on the coast and yeah, it's south, but it's like in the 50s in January. Yeah. You got to go to south. You can be in the panhandle and it's 50s. Oh, yeah, for sure. You got to go south where, you know, yeah. and it's just the absolute. So it's not, it's, it's about, it's not just about the St. Louis winters. It's about knowing that you don't have to have that. Yeah. And for what I do and for my current family situation, okay, if I were like most of my friends who are 44, they their kids are older than my son. So it's a different deal. So you understand, but you don't want to be pulling kids and having them one semester here, one semester there. So I get it. That's It's my own individual situation. Now, if you are younger and you're just married and you can work remotely, I can't help but advocate it. If if you like being outside, um, for me, the sunshine, wake, I just know when I would wake up and I would walk out of my bedroom and be hit by the sun at six, whatever, you know, and don't start the show there until eight. Not that that mattered, but that was the math. Yeah. Because you're on Eastern time. I'm automatically in a good mood. Instant serotonin. hundred percent. And it's real. Now, for most people, I don't think it matters. Also, for most people, they've never done it, so they don't know. I don't know how most people here haven't done it. And so it's almost like if you can't do it regularly, don't take the chance of getting addicted to it. There was some little phrase I heard like on a documentary where somebody said something along the lines of, 
if it can't be a regular part of your life, don't get addicted to it. Like somebody, you know, new moneying it and, you know, got a, started flying on, you know, if they got a private jet or net jets yeah. and they got accommodated to fl flying private yeah. and it isn't sustainable unless Ooh. you really are, yeah. you know, in a good position, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but this isn't that, this is not like you have to have, you know, a million bucks to be able to do this. No. It's just for me and with spring training, I knew it. And so I was doing it. And that's the premise as far as what keeps me in St. Louis family. Absolutely. Um, you know, son, school, uh, schooling that situation. But I mean, my view, my outlook on St. Louis, I would buy this. I want to drive this home. I buy St. Louis as a stock, but I want to clarify when I said buy St. Louis a stock, it's because its value right now on the open market is low. It's like I'm really high on a golfer making the cut, and he's only 6,300 on DraftKings. That doesn't yeah. mean I think he's going to win the event, but for 6,300, I think he's going to make the cut. Yeah. And my God, I gotta, I gotta buy him up. That, that, that's what I'm talking. All value. About. It's, it's all a value. So that's what I mean by that. Um, and also the thing that I'll hammer home anytime I get asked this question is. I think that there is now a recognition in the region of the problems, whereas a uh, 10 years ago, I don't think that that existed. So uh, that is, um, that is, that I think is, is a huge part of it. So there it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, I saw the Timmy recap. Anytime Timmy recaps, ask a question. Uh, something I've long wondered. And how about this? The fact that my doctor's appointments in six minutes, I'm still sitting here. Something I've long wondered, but never actually asked. You've been pretty clear in saying that you'd rather people ask as opposed to speculating. So here it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Yeah. Is there a strategy or intention behind TMA being largely absent across all social media? I know that wasn't meant to be a shot. It just sounds like a shot. <laughs> but it's accurate. No, 100%. I was having this conversation with my wife. I can't remember what it was. And it's like, I think one of the reasons why some, pe some people get me. I think you get me. Yeah. I think. I could be wrong. Maybe you don't. And you're like, I got to act like I do, <laughs> but I think you do. Yeah. And then I think other people don't. And then they think I'm like, I don't even know what the right word for it is. I don't want to, I don't want to use the Saban analogy. Cause that's like a, that's like a big compliment, uh, which I'm not trying. I'm just direct, I think. Yeah. And so I don't really care if I hurt your feelings but you're going to know where you stand as yeah. opposed to somebody who's lying to you, but smiling at you. And I feel like there's way more of that than me. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've created my own problems by being direct and not quote unquote nice. But I think being not nice is lying to people. That's yeah. what I think is not nice. Yeah. So I guess it's your definition of nice. Yeah. I'm not interested in small talk and bullshit and telling everything's wonderful. If it's not, it's mm -hmm. not, but you'll know where you stand, but it's not coming from a place of mean spiritedness. It's like I've done it. I kind of know how to win. And so, you know, if you want to win, this is what we're going to do. If you want to, like, jerk yourself off into not doing anything with your career, then feel free. But I don't really want you to be a part of it, you know. So that's that's where I'm coming from. Uh, and so I don't know what the hell we were talking about where we got to this, where I was saying this to my wife this week. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Oh, I do. And I can't talk about it. <laughs> uh, it, it was uh, a professional situation. And uh, I said, but I have no problem with it. Cause I, I totally get it. And I agree. Um, it's like saying I'm short. Like, I guess that would be considered mean, 
but it's true. Yeah. My height relative to the average American male is short. And that's considered mean. It's not nearly as dangerous as me calling, I guess I can't name somebody, wouldn't be you, fat. Yeah. That I can actually get taken out for. For sure. But by definition, people are fat. Yeah. It's a real thing, but you can actually get taken out or be considered mean for saying it. Yeah. Um, I think it's played a role in COVID. Yeah. I don't think that it's really a hot take either, but yeah. I know it's not really talked about as you much. You can't get taken out for calling someone short. A hundred percent. It's a weird deal too. Yeah. Because I can't do anything about this. But you can control your weight. Exactly. For most people you yes, can, but yes. there's, as I was saying earlier, there's, there's some circumstances yeah, surrounding percent. Either way, what Timmy Recaps is saying here is accurate. Is there a strategy or intention behind TMA being largely absent across all social media? I know you've spoken of future plans, but what's the reasoning as to why it hasn't happened yet? Well, the answer to the question is future plans, uh, which he then, I think, even the more simplistic things like clipping audio for Twitter, or public TMA Facebook page for public consumption of clips, uh, unless it's a matter of not wanting to invest time and resources into a project that will likely be overhauled when something in the future changes its scope, I can't wrap my brain around the absence. That, but you answer the question. Yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. That's the reason. Uh, so, but, so I get it. I guess another thing, and it's, I kind of got to, this is kind of getting into an area I don't really want to get into, but I think if you had Jackson, Doug, and Iggy in here, I think everybody would say oftentimes over X amount of months in the past, we were told things would be happening that after a certain amount of times, you just kind of know they're not going to happen, but you'd be told they would happen and they weren't on us to be doing them. No. Um, and then they didn't happen. And then you're just kind of like, okay, at this point I have four more months, um, you know, before my contract is up. And so that, that's the reason. So how can I kind of provide some semblance of, um, context on, uh, proof, I suppose, we were, uh, and you weren't even here, Jackson, when we thought we were buying KFNS and we were planning on buying KFNS to be crystal clear May uh, and June of 2020, um, which I think, I don't know, I think I've addressed that, but maybe I haven't. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, we, we hired somebody who would have been making, you know, it was one of the more it was a salary that one of the people in the investment groups like, is that really necessary? And I'm like, it is absolutely necessary. And the salary was for the position or for lack of a better term, director of social media. Mm -hmm. it, it, so, and the person was a wizard. I'm so high on the person. I, I'd consider that having the person run the whole operation. Um, if that's a direction that we wind up going. Uh, so I, it, you know, and, and so, and not only had we created new podcasts, we had bought, um, equipment for the live stream of the show on YouTube mm -hmm. um, and then clipping off video segments of the show to then post on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, it was, it wasn't not, it was not only a plan, expenses had already been allocated not only for a significant salary, I mean, a significant salary, significant salary, um, for this business, significant salary. And it was a significant salary. I think anybody on the outside looking at would say that's a significant salary for what essentially was a startup. Um, and then the equipment to spend to do it. That's how, that's how important I view it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the show is as popular as it is with, with exactly what, you know, the question to me recaps question asked, 
to me, it's like when you're buying somebody up in a golf tournament, you don't want to buy the guy who you're like me right now. You're like, yeah, he's a 2.9, but I think he's probably more like a four or five. You want to buy the guy who, for lack of a better term, is a sandbagger, um, who is down as a nine, but you're kind of like, I think that motherfucker's a five. Yeah. You know? So from my, I look at it with TMAs. I know people who are, you know, either in the investment group or want to be part of the investment group, whatever. They're like, you guys really haven't even tapped into. And I go, ah, you see it. Yeah. And you're not even in, in the room and you see it. And I, and we kind of know it. Yeah. So yes, I guess if you're looking at it from a, is that question a criticism? Yeah. I mean, I guess it is a criticism, but it's, it's something that I am. No. And it has no critical intention. Right. I, I mean, I am, I'm, I'm, a, I'm aware of it so much so that, uh, I was, um, you know, it was, it was a, it was a position that we had created and, and one that was absolutely a necessity. I viewed it as uh, it was in actually in the, in the five-year pro forma, I'm going on everything here. Um, there was a line item for, uh, social media revenue. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, Oh, we'll promote. Yeah. It was a form of the business and it wasn't like something like it's going to be 25% of the projected revenue, but it was, it was, it was material. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so therefore I agree with it and it absolutely, no matter what, whether we stay, as I've talked about, we may stay at KFNS. I don't know. Um, I truly don't to reiterate what I said a couple weeks ago. And I think I said when Jay was asking questions on behalf of the listeners, I think the world of Dave Zobrist and, um, it could happen. Jackson knows that that is the truth. I don't know. No matter what, once we know where we are going to be, for the long run, part of the deal will have to be that we have to have a plan and expenses set aside to execute a social media strategy. Mm-hmm. But to do it now when we're four months out would be, I, listen, if I'm KFNS, I wouldn't do it right now. Four hour show, I wouldn't. I'm, and not to say that there's there's complaining about it or anything like that. It's just, I wouldn't do it uh, considering the circumstances. You know, you wouldn't, you know, if, I don't know if you're, you know, the Dodgers, you know, do you start working on Corey Seager or something he wanted to do in the clubhouse? I mean, he's a free agent soon. So, yeah. you know, but if he resigns and say, hey, I know that this is important to the success of the show and then therefore the success of the station, you know, I know we're spending money on salaries and so on and so forth, but there has been virtually no social media for outside of this fan page, which, you know, uh, isn't necessarily, you know, you know, I mean, we're not, we're not, we're certainly not optimizing it for lack of a better term. And I am not only aware of it, I've been aware of it for a long time. And I think it's not just about promotion and making the content more accessible to the audience. It's about monetization. You know, everything's got to be about monetization. Uh, it drives me up the wall when, you know, I don't say it drives me up the wall, but Iggy and it's like, yeah, I'm going to do this for charity. But then you can't, also talk about how you don't have any money. If every time anybody wants to give you money, you should give it to charity. It's yeah. a lovely gesture. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he needs to take, he, and he's earned it because yeah, exactly. he's a talent and he provides value. So, you know, and, and, and sometimes people are like, yeah, if you guys did this, then you give the money to charity. Well, no, if we're going to do it, you know, should I show up at your office and <laughs> say, yeah, could you do this? And then, yeah, just give the money to charity. Don't worry about the profit. It's a business just yeah. like any other business. But I 100% agree with the premise that, uh, you know, we're, we're not doing damn near anything with social media. Uh, so much so that it was, like I said, it was, it was an expense for equipment and a salary that I can, I mean, I essentially, the person's title was social media director and it was and, and, and this person really caught my eye, 
uh, well before we were even in, in an agreement to buy the station, um, months beforehand. Um, and one of the main things that he was I don't know, selling me on was pitching me on was, uh, the, what they, what we could do with social media and how we weren't doing it and had built out, I think there actually is kind of, I don't know, a page for, it was just, it was so impressive. Like, my God, this is going to be one of the best things about when we come in and take this over. Um, but that takes money. And if you don't own it and you don't operate it, then you don't do it. So this is kind of one of those questions. I think that it's like, well, why aren't you guys doing it? Well, I don't, we don't own and operate the radio station. Yeah. So I don't know what to say. And yeah. if, and if the radio station, which just like any other radio station over the last 18 months has seen a decrease in revenue because of COVID is trying to make its way without cutting people. They're not going to add expenses for something that doesn't impact revenue yeah. because right now it's not generating any revenue. So it's a zero um, on, on your projections. But if you start spending money and you don't know if it's going to lead to revenue and you're, you know, having to get through this pandemic like any business is, but specifically businesses and media that are fueled by advertising revenue, uh, then people might not be comfortable making those spends. If anything, people are making cuts in media. So I hope that answers the question. I like the question. It's a great question because it's 100% right. It just so happens that it was so important to me that it was, I don't want to say it was the top priority, but it was certainly in the top three priorities for when we thought we were buying the radio station was to not emphasize social media. I mean, it was going to be a, an absolute focus of the business in so many ways. And so I, here's what I would tell you, even if it is, and, and I, it's not like I wouldn't be excited about it. Uh, if we do wind up re-signing with KFNS, um, it's something that you will see a difference in within the first few months of, of 2022. Um, you know, because if we sign with KFNS, the plan would be, the plan would be to be here for a good long while. I don't want to, I don't want to go through this. <laughs> so I was saying to Jackson before, before we started the show, this isn't something I'm looking to do uh, every couple of years. If I can, uh, I'd like to just be at one place and kind of wrap it up and that'll be it. So anyway, good question. Send any more in you. Tim McKernan inside STL.com. My doctor's appointment started six minutes ago and here I am. This has been the Tim McKernan show, the inside STL podcast network. Peloton, let's go. This holiday with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.